Hello, I am Joseph, and I am more than a drunk. Today we're continuing the series on unhealthy thinking, uh, looking at overgeneralization today. Uh, so, so we'll dive into that first little house uh, housekeeping. Best way to reach me is via email, and that is more than a drunk at gmail.com. Basically, the show's name at Gmail. You got it there. Also on Twitter. Uh, I, I check email roughly more frequently than Twitter. Um, so email's best. Twitter at more than a drunk. Uh, somehow that handle was was available. You know, maybe maybe that says more about me than than the rest of society. Who knows? Also, want to put in a little disclaimer. Want to make sure that that. We, if you're listening to this, you understand I am not a licensed anything. The, the only thing I have a license to do is, is kill. No, drive. That's it. And even that's sketchy at best. So as you're listening to this, this is not medical advice. Let me make that clear at the outset here. Not medical advice. What I'm saying here is my life experiences how I view the world, those kind of things, putting it out there so that way you can take it maybe as, as an example uh, or, or maybe a lesson to draw from uh, as you're combating whatever it is that you are you're battling against. Um, as I always like to say, evil brain. And, and so as you're fighting that fight, you can listen to this, you can take lessons from it, but if that's not enough, seek out an actual medical professional, someone who has a nice fancy piece of paper in their office that says they attended some sort of school or college or just anything or maybe maybe the state that you live in or the country you live in has deemed them to be an expert in the field of mental health listen to them over me 100% of the time with that uh, out of the way away we go Why is it that we're good at blowing stuff out of proportion? Really, that's that's what overgeneralization is. You take some small snippet of of anything and you try and apply it with you know this great big two foot wide paintbrush to your life, and that's not fair to yourself to do that. You know whether it's whether it's positives or negatives or anything. Trying to take some little experience. And blow it out to to whatever you know. Oh, you know, I, I hit always hit all the red lights on the way to work. I'm just I'm, I'm awful. That's the universe's way of saying that that you're an awful person. Like, why do our brains do that? And, and you sit there, and, and some people will try to say, you know, what's the evolutionary purpose for that? And first off, that's not how evolution works. Secondly, and that's just not how evolution works. I can't I can't be any more blunt than that. Sometimes, you know, the, the brain just gets a little haywire sometimes. It, it's kind of a complicated thing. You know, there's billions upon billions of connections in your brain. You, you look at a computer and every once in a while it'll, it'll go haywire and it has fewer connections in it than your brain does. And it's like it's specifically made in precise conditions, you know, all the components are. So that way they work as properly as possible and they're tested before they're shipped out, or at least they're supposed to be. Well, I suppose not all that are shipped out or tested. Anyway, it's just it's just a quirk of the brain. And and much like addiction, a lot of these things aren't 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 something that, that we necessarily want to jump into. You know, 
You don't want to blow everything out of proportion in your life, nor does it happen overnight. You know, you, you don't wake up one day having a reasonable perspective on the world and the next day you think the entire universe is out to get you. It, it's a slow process that kind of builds on itself. One, you know, one brick at a time, you build the wall. In in some examples of uh, and kind of crude ones at that of, of overgeneralization, and when I was looking at this, I stumbled across a cartoon. It was of a dog, and he was thinking, you know, I have I have four legs. Cats have four legs. Therefore, I am a cat. No, he's he's a dog. I mean, you, you can clearly see he's a dog, but he's taking one tiny thing that he shares with with something else, and saying he is that thing. Right. So, so, so if you, you know, if you stub your toe when you wake up in the morning, if 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 you're overgeneralizing, it's it's all of a sudden you're now the clumsiest person ever to live in the world. Now, obviously, you don't start off that way. You start off with, oh, you know, I stub my toe. You know, like, God, I I do that a lot, don't I? Man. And then the next time, it's like, ah, oh, I, I stub my toe. God, I always stub my toe. I, that's just awful. And then it, it slowly builds into, oh, I, there I go. I stub my toe again. I'm the worst person ever, the most clumsy person ever. This is the worst thing to ever happen to anyone. And that's not fair to you, right? You, sh- you shouldn't immediately. God, everyone stubs their toe. Even the Pope. The Pope stubs his toe from time to time. Or take, and this is a parable that's, I think, it, it's in a lot of different cultures. I'm not going to say all cultures because that's overgeneralization, but... Uh, the the example I found was it was from Indian uh, culture to where this group of blind men heard there was um, I guess a, a new animal in town uh, that turned out to be an elephant. Spoiler alert! And and so they all go to investigate. And uh, as you can imagine, being blind, they can't see the elephant. They they can only touch it. And, uh, and so each man finds kind of a different area on the elephant to touch. One finds a tusk and says, oh, this is a hard thing like a spear. We could use it like a weapon. Another man finds the trunk and he says, oh, this is long and thick like a snake. You know, another one finds the legs and, oh, this is like a tree. It's, it, I'm sure it's tall and, and thick. Another one finds the side. It's like, oh, this is, this is broad like a wall. And each of those guys are, are doing what our brains like to do whenever we're presented with any sort of hurdle or hiccup. It's taking that one little small slice of the truth and pulling it out, blowing it way out of proportion, and applying it to everything. And in fact, it, from Wikipedia, that's, that's kind of part of, uh, part of the, the definition they give. And, and I'll just quote it here. A conclusion made about all or many instances of a phenomenon that has been reached on the basis of one or a few instances of that phenomenon. So it's like saying that, you know, you meet one dog and it barks at you. So now you think all dogs everywhere, that's all they do is bark at you, which, as we all know, is not true. Not all dogs bark all the time. My dog loves to bark, apparently. He went to uh, went to doggy doggy daycare. I'll just say, um, and and that was one of the comments. He's a barky player. Now, if if you met my dog, you would think that all dogs everywhere bark, and and if you're the type that doesn't like loud noises, you could say I never want a dog ever. 
Well, no, you can find dogs that don't bark. Heck, I, I could probably train my dog to not bark. We're, we're working on staying right now, and that's going slowly. But that's more my fault than the dog's fault. Anyway, back to the topic of Dan. Uh, I, another another definition I found, and this is from uh, logicallyfallacious.com, which fallacious is a word that sounds uh, rather sexual in nature. But it's it the website is it's looking at uh, logical fallacies, so so all the different ways that our brains try and trick ourselves when we view the world. And to them, overgeneralization is is defined as drawing a conclusion based on a small sample size rather than looking at statistics that are much more in line with a typical or average situation. So the so an example of that would be like you look at George Burns. He was he was a man who you know smoked cigars. You know you you never saw him without a cigar. So so you could sit there and say, well he's smoking cigars, so that means smoking isn't bad for you. I can smoke and see he smoked and lived to ninety three. I know this guy down the street. He died at at fifty seven, and and never smoked a day in his life and and died of lung cancer. Well no, when you look at when you look at broad populations, you see that smoking is terrible for you. Same with drinking. I, I'm sure we all know that someone in our in our past or or that you know family friend or anything like that, someone who was who was a raging alcoholic. You never met them when they were sober, and they lived to to some god awful old age, and never seemed to be, you know, have any health issues or anything like that. And then we, and, and then there's that other person in your life that, you know, at the age of 40, they died of liver disease and they, they never drank or drank reasonably. So then you, you could take those and say, you know what? There's no problem with drinking. I will be fine and healthy. No, when you look at, when you look at alcoholics in a whole, we tend to tend to die of liver disease at a young age. And actually, I was reading an article, uh, this was a couple months ago or whatever, but before I quit, to where the prevalence of liver failure in young people, like people 40 and below, is increasing because we're drinking more as a society. And of course, the drinks that we're having are higher in alcohol and all those kind of things. So you can you can see that, you know, when you look at the big picture... That's when that's when the truth starts to come out. If you look at the big picture now, when you overgeneralize, when when my mind does it, it doesn't look at the big picture. It just looks at that little tiny sliver, and it thinks that that tiny sliver is the big picture. And you you can always spot when you're doing it, because you'll use always and never. See, like right there, I did it. I said you can always spot it. Now the right way to say that is, you know, typically. When you do it, you'll you'll use words like always and never, you know, like like saying bad things always happen to me. You know, I will never get a good job. I will, you know, I, I'm I'm destined to forever stub my toe on every single piece of furniture I ever own. So I might as well not own any furniture. Or you know what? I, I put my shirt on backwards this morning. So you know what? I'm just not even going to wear shirts anymore. So that way, because I'm, I'm just never going to be able to put them on right. And as we know, that none of that makes any sense, right? I mean, you can you can look at it, 
like like when you step out of it, when you see someone else doing it, when you hear examples of it, you can say, oh my God, that is, no, that's not right at all. But when you're caught up in the moment, it's it's so easy to, to, to blow things out of proportion. You know, like you, know, you put in for a raffle or, or you buy a lottery ticket or something and, and you don't win. It's like, oh yeah, of course, so, someone else won it. I never win these things. Or, you know, if you're a fan of sports, you know, my team never wins the championship. I always pick loser teams. You know, or, or you know, of course I didn't get that job. You know, it's, it's, someone else got it so-and-so. They're, they're, they're better than me. They're smarter than me. You know, I'm destined for a life of mediocrity. Or, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I just have bad luck. Other people have all the luck. You know, you look at, look at Timmy down the street. He has, he has all kinds of luck. He has a good job. He has... Uh, good-looking wife and and a nice car and all these things. And then what you don't see when you're doing that is, of course, someone else won the raffle. It's not it's not that person versus you. It's all kinds of people against all kinds of people. All right? If you have a hundred people in 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 a lottery, it's all of those hundred people against each other. So odds are you're not going to win. And it's the same with sports. You know, there's there's 30 some odd teams usually in, in, in a sports league, at least here in the States. So that means in any given year, your team has a one in 30 chance of winning. And with jobs, you know, that happens, right? You don't get every job you apply for. If you are, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. I mean, if, if you walk into the interview and you get offered a job every single time, I would recommend shooting for a little bit higher jobs. Expand your horizons a little bit. You know, and, and I know with, with myself, it's it's never, never, usually it, it's not a positive overgeneralization. You know, I, I always seem to dwell on the negative. You know, like when I was drinking, it was, you know, I'm just, I'm always going to drink. Uh, that's that's who I am. I'm I'm a terrible alcoholic. I am never gonna get over this. I'm never gonna have a decent life of sobriety. Or like, you know, I I always hit all of the red lights on the way to work, you know, and and it's always when when I'm in a hurry, when I'm out of time, which, if you know me, I'm always in a hurry because I'm always leaving at the last possible minute for anywhere. So, of course, you know, the, the, the one out of four times that that's happening and I hit all the red lights, I'm going to notice that. So how do, you, how do you go about changing your mindset on this? It's, it's tricky because it, it, it's in like a lot of things like with drinking, with, with um, you know, the all or nothing thing that we talked about last time. It, it sneaks into your vocabulary in your life on a regular basis. To where it's just it's just what you do and you don't know any other way so for me step one was kind of identifying when i did it and you'll find out and it's it's kind of like tracking your drinking while you're still drinking you find out pretty quickly you do it a lot more than than you thought so so of course you're, i mean you're sitting there you're beating yourself up all day every day making your tiny you know tiny insignificant failures out to be these giant life-changing things and I was like oh you know I misspelled that uh, word on that one email I'm you know that's that's it I just 
I, I shouldn't have, you know, I, I shouldn't even be employed. I should just be a homeless bum somewhere traveling the rails with my can of beans and my fingerless gloves. So how do you find the positives? How do you, how do you turn a negative situation, you know, to re, to remove the, 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 the likelihood that you're going to blow that way out of proportion? And a lot of it is, is just trying to find any sort of, of good in the situation that you're in. I have a Jeep with a soft top. So I have the, the top down a lot in the summertime. And I had the top down, and there was this time to where uh, I forgot to put it up overnight, which I almost did tonight. But before I recorded this, I remember I saw it, and I'm like, oh, I got to get that up because it's supposed to rain tonight. So anyway, so so the, 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 the torrential downpour comes through. And, of course, then also uh, I parked underneath the, the roof a little bit, and uh, the gutter was clogged. So all of the water from the roof overflowed into the jeep as well so so the next morning i get out there and i'm i'm getting ready to go somewhere i I don't even remember where to but i open open the door and i wasn't even thinking anything of it and put my foot in and just splash right into a big puddle of water and the the entire front of the of the jeep on the inside was just full of water because it was kind of on an incline a little bit so the front was just full and with overgeneralization, that would that would just ruin the rest of my day. You know, I, there would be no hope of of me ever coming back and and having any sort of positive experience the rest of the day, because I'm just a horrible, terrible person who forgot to put the top up on the jeep, and this is the worst thing ever. Now the jeep's full of water. I'm going to be late for my thing. Now this was, and this was fairly early when I was when I was fighting against uh, fighting against this. But I was able to, you know, I, you know, I, I fell into the trap a little bit. I was just sitting there, God, you know, God, I screwed up again. Damn, I'm just just a giant screw up. You know, this this is this is why I can't have anything nice at all. I just, it, every time I do, I, I don't treat it well, and and it and it goes to crap. But I caught myself. I said, no, no, this is not the worst thing ever. I get to try out the uh, the wet mode on my wet dry vac. I never done that, and I have this little attachment on the vacuum to where uh, the hose of the vacuum, when you're sucking stuff up, it goes into this little bucket, and then the air goes into the vacuum and, and goes out. So what the bucket's supposed to do is supposed to catch all the big stuff before it actually goes into the vacuum, so your filter lasts longer. It, it does an amazing job. Uh, I'd love it. I will never have a uh, shop back without one ever again. And so, so like I turned it into almost like a double positive to where like, oh, I get to try this out. I get to suck, suck the water out of the Jeep and I get to try out my little bucket thing. I'm trying to think of the name of, of what, what the bucket thing is, but I, I get to try it out and it worked great. I, you know, I vacuumed it out, filled up the bucket, dumped it out, learned later that I, there was just a little drain plug, I guess, on the bottom of the Jeep that you can pop out and drain. But anyway. Uh, the Jeep also smelled like uh, like a foot for, for a couple months after that. That was kind of a, a good thing in that, you know, every time I got into it, it, it was another chance to practice getting out of the overgeneralization, you know, getting out of the, the you know, falling down that rabbit hole of, oh, I screwed up this one thing, I screw up everything. No, it stinks, it'll, it'll go away after a while. You know, we'll vacuum it out a few times, clean it, spray some carpet stuff on it. 
And now you, you wouldn't even know anything. And I got a neat little experience out of it. So again, trying, just trying to find that, that positive in the situation to get you out of that mindset. It's a lot like when, when you're craving a drink. Just get yourself out of that mindset. Do whatever you can to pull yourself out. And, and you know, that way hopefully you can, you can kind of step back. You can see the bigger picture. You can you know, get your mind thinking of, of just anything else other than you're a terrible, horrible person. Because I'm telling you, if you fall down that rabbit hole, then you will find yourself, uh, you know, staring down, staring down the gullet of a beer, or you know, cracking open a um, a bottle of whiskey, or wh- whatever your drink of choice is. Because then you're gonna you're gonna sit there and say, oh, you know, oh, I, I suck at all this, so so of course I'm gonna suck at at quitting drinking. So I might as well not even put up a fight. Let's just go out and get a drink right now. Let's end our suffering and, and just move on. No, you're you're better than that. So what are some other ways to turn it around? You can, and kind of going back to that uh, that log- logicallyfallacious.com, I, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to like science and stats and all those kind of things. So I, like that's just kind of the way my brain thinks is, is trying to think of like the science-based explanation for everything. Like I said, with with the raffles and the lottery, it's it's not you versus everyone else. You know, there's there's X number of people who didn't win with me. You know, there's there's you know hundred thousand people in this. Odds are I wasn't gonna win anyway. It has nothing to do with me because, guess what? If there's a hundred people in that raffle, there's what ninety eight other people right there with you that didn't win. You know, if if you notice that you hit every red light on the way to work, you know, try to notice when 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 you hit hit the green lights, right? Cheer yourself on when that happens, or or just or just remind yourself like, hey, I only notice that I hit the, all of the red lights when I hit all of the red lights, and I don't notice all these other times. I want to say that it's, it's an anecdote, but it's it's not because there's I mean there's a difference between anecdote and and data, right? Multiple anecdotes is not data. So when you notice every red light, you know hitting every red light, that's not it's not some cosmic power shining down upon you that you're a terrible person. It's just you're noticing that because it's kind of annoying to hit every single red light. If if you're just cruising through the, all the greens, your mind's kind of half checking out as you're driving down the road. I hope I'm not the only one who does that. Or let's say let's say you know tomorrow an asteroid destroys the Earth. You know, after that happens, you ju- you just got to tell yourself, you know, hey, on long time scales, this this kind of stuff is gonna happen. You know, and, and that's that's how the planet Earth was made. You know, a whole bunch of asteroids crashed together to form this big ball of rock that we're sitting on. But and, and you got to try and turn it around. Like when you find yourself, and, and this is true for I think all of these. I have, I have ten of them, and I bet all ten of them. Uh, I, I will say the same thing. Try to find the positive in the situation. Like like when my jeep got full of water. You know, rather than being ticked off that it was full of water, I got to try out my wet dry back. Right? That's that's looking at a positive in the situation. And and when you find yourself having those bad things happen try and remember good things that happen you know if, if you stub your toe remember, remember yesterday when you uh 
when you cook that amazing meal for your family or for yourself or for your hot date, whoever, whatever it was, what, you know, whatever happened that was positive, think back to that and say, you know what, that was, that was a good moment. Cause one, it, it kind of helps, helps stop you from, from going down the rabbit hole of, of turning that bad thing into you being a horrible person and get your mind off of that. And secondly, you're then sitting there thinking of good things that happened to you. You're being your own best cheerleader. You're cheering yourself on. You're remembering all the good stuff that is happening. Because guess what? In your life, there's going to be lots of bad stuff that happens. There's also lots of good stuff. So if we can focus on that good stuff, if, if, if we can kind of keep reminding ourselves of the good stuff, because it's just the way my brain's going to work. It's, it's, it's going to find a lot of the negative stuff that doesn't mean I can't fight against it. That's, that's evil brain. That's, that's the evil brain that, that wants a drink. So it's going to find all the things it can to convince the rest of my brain to drink. But you know what? Evil brain's not going to win. Not today. Cause I'm going to remind myself that I'm awesome. And I'm going to look at, look at just whatever I can find that is good. You know, even if it's a matter of, you know, you, you picked your nose and you got the booger out, cheer yourself on for that. You're a gross man, but you know what? Cheer yourself on for anything. Because Lord knows your brain is going to do everything, evil brain, I should say. Evil brain is going to do everything it can to try and tear you down so that way you drink, so that way you can get the alcohol it wants. But it's not going to win. See, like today, I... So, so, so the last, last podcast, last couple of podcasts I've recorded, I didn't have an outline and I tend to, to, to meander and move around and I, and I like doing that. I don't know if you like hearing that, but I like doing it. I, I like just kind of floating through my brain as, as we go along today, I had an outline and I was busy going through checking off everything that was on the outline. But you know what? I was much more organized. So see, there's there's a case to where if I'd overgeneralize, I'd be like, oh God, you know, I can't even stick to a certain format. What am I doing? Um, what am I doing? You know, podcasting. You know, I just, yeah, you know, I'm terrible at this. I'm awful. No, no one wants to hear me talk. This is this is the worst thing ever. It's kind of blowing it out of proportion. Today, that's what I did. Tomorrow, who knows what I'll do? Tomorrow's a a new. Uh, a new exciting challenge. And with that, I mean, I, I, I wish you the best of luck. You know, and so many of these things, like I said, I hope someone out there finds at least one little nugget of, of good information in, in what I said today. You know, I, I could overgeneralize this and say that, you know, no one's going to listen. No one's ever going to listen because I'm awful at this and I'm a fraud and all these other kind of things. And, and I could beat myself down. And you could do the same thing. That's easy, but it's not worth it. It's not what will make you happy. Being being grumpy, putting yourself down and having a drink, it will not make you happy. That will Having a drink will not take away that craving that you will have at some point, either today, this week, this month. That drink's not going to help it. And that drink's not going to help cure you from overgeneralizing things, from blowing things way out of proportion. What I hope is, is looking at the good things that you did. You know what? If you've made it to this point in the podcast, you've listened to me speak for almost 30 minutes. 
That is amazing. Good job. Way to persevere through all of my foibles. I don't even know if I'm using that word correctly. But just, just go out there, take that one positive thing, just find one positive thing, and move on to the next thing, and find a positive thing in that. And I just thwack my computer monitor. And just keep building on it from there and there. Good luck staying on the wagon. I'm rooting for you. I think you can do it. I think you can. I realized the first time I said that, it, it, it sounded less convincing than, than the, I wanted it to be. Because I think you can do it. The inflection is such a, such a huge thing. But uh, if nothing else, you know, just know that for today, I will not drink with you. Have a good one.